Well, it's here, the end of the year, and it's just me, Thomas, uh, talking to all of you. This episode's not going to be very long, it's just, think of it as a year-in-review sort of thing. Uh, I, first of all, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the feed, listening to the podcast, spreading the word. Um, It's been quite a ride uh, this year, and being where we're at is absolutely amazing and incredible. I figured this final episode of 2013 would consist of kind of a, you know, looking back, considering, you know, all the stuff that has been done, looking back and seeing what has worked, what really hasn't, and what could be, probably be made better. You know, a self-evaluation, if you will. The new year is going to be bringing so many exciting things, and I am very much looking forward to everybody being a part of that. Right now, um, trying to finish the last issue of the magazine for the year that should be available at around the same time that this podcast is available in this feed. Um, for those of you who are on iTunes, there might be a bit of delay because of the time that this was recorded. They, they've been redoing their stuff a little bit, updating their... Apple's been updating their um, podcasting stuff on iTunes and everything else. So always check out the website, thenixreport.com. Just click the podcast link, and that's where you'll find everything about our podcast, the feed, and everything else. So with that in mind, um, what has worked, what it hasn't, uh, what could be better. First of all, I'm going to go with what's definitely worked well. Um, what's definitely worked well is me having at least a co-host on each episode, and sometimes three people at a time. That's contributed to some good conversations uh, over the year. And what has really worked well is the current podcasting solution that's being used, Podcast Generator. Without it, generating the feed would have been very time-consuming, very tedious. And they're working on a new version, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, E107 was a wonderful all-in-one solution, but they've been taking way too long getting their new version of their content management system ready, I was more familiar with the older version, and then I realized why I wasn't using it anymore at the, well, a long time ago, because it had its limitations, and it was prone to attacks from spam bots, so, and spam is never fun to deal with, so went back to WordPress for the main site, Podcast Generator for the um, podcasts feeds. So there we have it on that one. And using stuff that works that can be more easily expanded upon, more easily adapted, 
and I missed using the current theme on the website, which kind of uh, illustrates what the site's about, what this media venue is about. And I also learned that there comes a time where people need to be on the same page in terms of what a website is supposed to be about. Um, and there, there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, discussing certain topics such as, you know, geopolitics and, and foreign policy and things like that. Those are good topics, but, but the intent was not to change everything into more of a newspaper type of thing or, or something off of CNN. And, I, and I, it took me a few months to, you know, learn that as well. You know, I need to better communicate for anybody who's a newcomer who decides, hey, uh, I'm thinking about contributing to this, um, you know, being more clear on what the website is about. Because when you don't do that and you run into something and there are creative differences, you know, there's going to be conflict. And I've had to learn that the hard way. And I am grateful to everybody who's contributed this year. Um, I've learned quite a bit on what to do and what not to do in terms of, in terms of, you know, editorial decision making. I've, you know, I've been very, very effective at doing the whole hands-off thing. But I also learned when I need to get hands-on with certain things and when I need to put my foot down on certain things and say, no, um, we're not restricting what we talk about here, or no, you, you, we can't do it this way because that's not what we're about, and that sort of thing. And realizing that, you know, not, you know, not everybody's going to go along for everything. So, and also having having, you know, hosts that can jump back and forth throughout various topics and everything else. And having and having more guests would probably be something that definitely needs to be happening um, in 2014 because uh, introducing people to a new audience or introducing an audience to new people can also be very, very worthwhile in terms of content creation so that people, you know, so everybody won't get bored. So, and of course, this is just going to be me rambling um, and everything else for for several minutes. But yeah, that, that's, in a nutshell, that's what I've been learning uh, over the past uh, several, uh, like, months so basically, to sum up, what I, what I've learned is one definitely have, you know, if I don't have a co-host on a given episode, at least try to have a guest on, so that there's a good conversation. To make sure everybody's on the same page, which I've been doing a better job of that. Make sure everybody is on the same page in terms of what this website media venue is all about, um, and knowing when to. Um, use your editorial powers to say, okay, we need to go this way. And 
because for the most part, I'm laissez-faire on on editorial decision making. If somebody has something to contribute, great. Um, I do prefer a name be attached to it, and I I do prefer that um, that uh, the people contributing content not offer payment for said content in the first place and turn out to simply want to create fraudulent backlinks into Google and try to lower my site's ranking. But that's a story for another day in 2014. Um, a certain certain company in the UK, yes, yes, you just got trolled. You're going to find out how badly you got trolled. And I'm not even done with that yet. So, <laughs> just a hint at things to come. Uh, right now, what could be better, I need to actually use the Google Plus page a little bit more and offer some more stuff for to entice people to stop by, say hi, visit, and everything else. Because that's an untapped audience right there. And also the Facebook fan page, you know, some photos here and there of various things, because that would, you know, engage the audience a little bit more. And our audience is growing. It's It's been growing for the entire year, and it's doing fairly well. And I'm, I'm glad about that. Um, I really am. And on to a, another um, subject. Um, it's, this is a subject that I'm going to approach one time, and hopefully I will not approach this subject ever again. Um, in the middle of the year, um, I somebody reached out to me from another venue saying that they're you know trying to build bridges, etc., etc., so on and so forth. And they offer to extend, let's just say, an all branch of sorts to me. Which, fair enough, that happens on many occasions in many venues on the online and and everywhere else where you know people may lose communication, they may even have a falling out and then you know offer the olive branch and make amends and all that good stuff. And and the thing is I've been reflecting on that for several months. I didn't respond to their message. They, 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 it, it was, you know, a business offering of sorts, and uh, my ignoring that message was basically my way of saying no. And there is a reasoning behind my madness here. I have learned the hard way. Um, I've been doing this thing, you know, in various incarnations since 2006. I've been in alternative media since 2005. So, I've learned the hard way that the best way to go about things is, first and foremost, make sure you can stand on your own two feet. Because if you do the whole let's ally with this group, let's team up with that group, and then that group, and you can't stand on your own, 
let's say that that group has a complete falling out. You have nothing to fall back on. And that's why when a certain group out of Pennsylvania try to, you know, formulate this conglomerate alliance grassroots thing of sorts, why a lot of various entities like Jeff Rents and others why they were a bit leery of that because they they were afraid that if they had done that and the whole thing fell apart well they would have nothing to go back to and maybe that was maybe it was the intent to form one giant all-encompassing organization or maybe it was meant more of a co-op type of thing but i can sort of understand that fear now um, what I came to understand and realize is before forming so-called alliances, you got to stand on your own two feet. And that's what's going to happen. Uh, the next report, the reason why that site was started was because I had been, I had been running a tiny little site and and it bared part of my name in it, and it was kind of egotistical, and it was me screwing around, basically. But things started getting a little bit more serious, and I started running this thing called Ubuntu, and realizing, oh my goodness, I may not necessarily need Microsoft Windows anymore, or Microsoft Office, or Microsoft Publisher, for that matter, to put this stuff together. I may not need this anymore. I can replace everything with all of these offerings. Once I came to realize that, and then the you know at the time OpenOffice.org was the you know office suite that was available that didn't cost you any money, where people could contribute to it if they wanted to and everything else. When I realized that it was among the first series of office suites where you could literally move a picture anywhere in a document and have text wrap around it any way, shape, or form, thus turning it into a desktop publishing solution. That's one, you know, especially when the light bulb, you know, came on. And I'm like, wow, I don't need all this other stuff anymore. I don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on this and this is a rising trend. Now Canonical is a well-known company. They're still trying to hit their profit margin. They're, you know, they're trying to be really, really profitable. And any so-called profits that they have at the moment, they're just pumping back into Canonical at the moment, which is not uncommon for a lot of companies. It can take a while. Um, it took Red Hat a long time to hit a consistent profit. So... And with the attempt at having a record-breaking fundraiser, they didn't meet their goal, but they got themselves marketed very effectively doing that. So, and that's another lesson that you know I'm learning at the moment by observation, of course, and, os and through osmosis. When somebody tries to promote themselves and they don't quite succeed at the you know pursuit goal. Like, there's this TV show called The Sharks or something like that where you go try to get, you know, venture capitalist funding from, you know, five individuals. 
and you try to get a certain amount of money from them for a certain stake in your company to be a startup or something like that or try to get to the next level. There was one person who failed at that, but their product piqued my attention. I was watching this thing while washing clothes at the laundry mat, and re I realized that he may not have succeeded in getting his funding. They're like, uh, no, they passed on that. But the product was so intriguing that I may be contacting him and seeing if I can't interview this guy. And that because he got, and he's now promoting himself through that, saying, hey, um, watch me pitch to these people. And that's, and that's a, you know, he's trying to turn it into a positive, and that's the cool thing as well. So there's been steady growth on the Facebook fan page. Um, Twitter, getting some more followers on Twitter. Um, need to get on Tumblr a little bit more and everything else, but need to communicate with the audience more and draw audience in more and encourage them to, hey, we have a phone number you can call into and say and leave feedback. You can go to our website, contact us and leave feedback. You can go to any of our social networking pages and leave feedback. And I need to pop stuff up more on YouTube and leave feedback. And that sort of thing. And I know I'm, I'm rambling, but that's all right. Um, it's okay to ramble from time to time. Basically, at the end of this episode, there's no intro to this, by the way. Um, the end of this episode is going to basically consist of some of the top moments of of this year and everything else starting from episode zero it's not going to hit every episode it's going to have you know some cool stuff and everything else uh, just some stuff that stood out in my mind a thumbnail sketch of sorts and everything else so that's pretty much what it's going to consist of um, so pretty much the the year is going to as the year comes to a, a conclusion I'm just really, really excited. Uh, 2014 is going to be a very interesting year as I'm having more and more ideas of getting the stuff more and more out there. And the final issue of the magazine for 2013, um, I'm attempting to do that through the Samsung Chromebook that I own and seeing how if Google, you know, if the Google suite of apps can be used to construct an entire issue of the magazine, how effective it is. I've already run into some, you know, hiccups, but I've worked around them a little bit and everything else. And it's really, really fascinating just to look at it and see what's possible. And Stephen Tompkins is also, you know, going to show off his Raspberry Pi in this issue, uh, low-power devices and everything else and, and what have you. And this last issue is going to be more along the lines of, of technology than anything else. You'll probably see kind of a year in review and that sort of thing in there. But starting next year, I'm going to start looking at some other people as well and introducing you to uh, new perspectives and new ideas. Now, I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there right now. 
just because I have a certain guest on does not necessarily mean I'm lock, stock, and barrel agreeing 110% with what they're saying. I'm simply introducing you to somebody with a different point of view and some new ideas. That's it. Um, that's That was the whole point of this website. Unix and Overlook Pop Culture. The technology, free and open source software, Unix-based um, technology. And that can include Apple's products, too. And, and Sony's PlayStation 4, which uses a modified FreeBSD kernel as well. So... Uh, and overlook pop culture, anything that has a dedicated following but is not commonly covered on you know, the front page of Time magazine or on your nightly news broadcast or USA Today. Or if they are, it's entirely misrepresented to where people you know, form an opinion that's not well informed because the people covering that story did not have a full understanding of a certain point of view. And it can include a broad variety of subjects like uh, anime, manga, video games, professional wrestling, conspiracy theories, um, alternative perspectives on medicine, and things like that. Things that have a, you know, preppers would even fall into this category because they aren't commonly covered, and if they are, it's in an exaggerated manner. So, there we have it. Um, there we have it. So, 2014 is going to be a very, very interesting uh, perspective. And, and I apologize for the quality of this first part of the you know, podcast. The only thing I'm going to really do is noise removal and maybe clean some stuff up. I'm not going to do much with it. So... Um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Uh, check us out at thenextreport.com. Stay tuned for 2014 because that's when things are going to get really, really interesting. Um, check out our Facebook page. We're on Google+. You're going to see us more on YouTube and everywhere else. And remember, if you're going to get into this media creation thing, be sure you can stand on your own two feet first and foremost. Then build your bridges from there. That's my basic overall advice for this year. I will see all of you next year. But the Radium Corporation, they this isn't the first time that they've done this type of stuff, is it? Well, no, uh, I was actually surprised to hear them tied in with this, considering they, uh, back in, I believe it was the early, around the 20s or so, they had a, a kind of a scandal where they would give uh, women jobs in these factories painting watch faces with glow-in-the-dark radioactive paint and uh, what they would pretty much do is you know at this time they didn't know really what radium did they just thought it was like a wonder material because it glowed there was even uh, energy drinks and stuff produced at the time from this company that had radium well ed kramer is one of the founders co-founders of this event we got together with a group of friends and decided to you know put this together well there was a problem uh, in 2000 he was basically arrested for molesting two teenage uh, brothers during the sleepovers at his house in the summer 
Matt Birdmeyer, he sent me a series of emails about this that I've kept, and just a couple months ago in a, a sit-down meeting with him, the issue came up again, and he told me that on, an, on a separate issue that he questioned my news judgment. And I said, no, I question your news judgment, bringing up the Jim Gray incident. And he told Anna, so you told me to blackball a source. He told me in one of the in his email, he said, I don't care what Randy Langclair has to say, not wanting me to talk to the person who, who was putting on the event. And his, his attempt at justification was... Uh, the, the last one you did, it, it was just Randy talking about the party's ideology. And I said, Randy was Thomas's campaign manager. But to have that comparison, because I haven't eaten a Twinkie in such a long time, I'm not going to recall what one tastes well. They're good. I, I, I think they're good. I know... The, the cream of these just tastes like they're made with straight fat. I feel like I'm eating whale blubber let, with let, vanilla let, let me. I mean, that'd be like if you know, we went to a pro-Obama rally or like the Occupy Wall Street and skip over all the people that are sitting there giving decent, well-structured uh, arguments. Go straight to the hippie. I want free health care, man. Well, who's going to pay for it? The rich, man. Well, why should they pay for your health care? Because they've got the money, man. And then immediately turning around and saying, yeah, all these guys are completely mentally retarded. So last Friday, uh, which will start this week, so the days prior, I just got off work about 2.30 at night or so, and I get out of my car to witness the single worst fight I've ever seen. These uh, people that perpetually are drinking across the room. And, uh, I mean, seriously, Pablo's could have thrown down better than these two guys. You said that those neo-water flavor things have aspartame in it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have one of them sitting in my fridge. And, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, well, after we had first got it, uh, my fiancé decided, hey, uh, you should take a squirt of this by itself. She basically dared me to do it, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to back out on it. I'm going to do it anyway. What whatever what's gonna what's the worst that's gonna happen so i pop the tab and i sit back and i squirt one whole squirt into my mouth and then my first reaction was oh my god what what is this and it it's so highly concentrated i it was on my tongue and it basically almost burnt my mouth it was, it was like a sour warhead times 100 